Welcome to the Life Pro Podcast, where today I have the pleasure of having Scott Friedman, who is a certified personal trainer and coach. Today's topic is fitness as a lifestyle, and fitness is so important. Fitness can be life, and life can be fitness. So I'm excited to to get into it and and talk to you about this. But before we do, how is your day going so far? How are you? It's going well. It's better now that I'm here. I'm feeling good, and I'm excited to kind of you know I'm excited to talk. I'm excited to see where this goes. Yeah, I'm excited to delve deep into this topic. Uh, but before we go there, why don't you start out telling your, telling everybody more about yourself and your journey in life? Man, you know, I hate talking about myself. That's why I talk to other people. So I don't have to talk about <laughs> myself very much. But I mean, you know, so I, I've been a trainer for, you know, a decade. You know, I've trained hundreds of clients. And I kind of, over the course of time, I have evolved my style, we should say, or my knowledge base of training from kind of the normal personal training, you know, count your reps, do this, work hard, hustle and grind to more of an evolved standpoint of there's a lot more to fitness and your health than just pounding the weights and working out really, 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 really hard. There's so much more to it. And I've kind of uh, transitioned into more of a coaching sphere. So now I do a lot more coaching and a lot more, some people call it self-development. I'm not sure if I'm willing to call it that yet, but that's kind of the atmosphere. So I, I kind of do the convergence of fitness meets uh mindset. And so my journey kind of goes from being that kind of hustle and grind trainer to just work hard, do it. Why can't you get in shape? Just go do it to now more of, Hey, like maybe we shouldn't be meditating. Maybe we should be self-reflecting and kind of everything in between. But yeah, I've been doing it for like 10 years and uh, yeah. here I am today. So it's, it's been a great, it's been a great experience. And I'm on the same page with you. I've really shifted my mentality when it comes to fitness and I do incorporate meditation when I work out. I like I work out and then I go into the steam room and I meditate in the steam room and it becomes like a whole ritual. Right. And I've and I've transformed my mindset. I It's not about getting on the scale. I, I don't get on the scale anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and what I do is I I just gauge my fitness level based on how I look and I feel. And that really tells me the whole story, because if we're, if we're fixated too much on a number, which means nothing, um, then it becomes, you know, at times it just becomes uh, overwhelming and it becomes frustrating when we don't see those results, when we don't see the pounds drop. But when we really focus on like how we feel, then it really helps us kind of take it to the, to the next level. Um, But, you know, fitness as a lifestyle, let's go back to like, what, what is the, what are the fundamentals of fitness? If you had to kind of go, go there with that, what what are the fundamentals of fitness? So I would say the fundamentals, at least of getting in shape, or at least, you know, seeing success, seeing results, I bring it down to the the three fundamentals that I use in everything. And the first one is consistency. Above all else, fitness is about being consistent. It's about day in and day out. It's not about going once or twice a week for four hours and hammering it out. It's about small incremental steps along the way. If you can be consistent day in and day out over the course of 10 years, you're going to see wildly massive success. And that is probably the number one thing that people miss is they don't, they don't do it. They're like, Oh, I want a quick fix. I want, I want to lose weight right now. Like you said about the scale, people worry so much 
about how much they weigh and they'll weigh themselves every single day expecting the weight to change overnight. Oh, I did bicep curls. So my weight should go down. It's like, that's not how this works. And so if you are consistent and just knowing that over time, if you keep doing it, you're going to see results. It's inevitable. It's going to happen. So that's rule number one. That's fundamental to fitness. Number one is consistency. Number two is progression and you need progression. So consistency is great. Let's say that you run a mile every single day for a year. So the first time you run the mile probably sucks pretty good. You're probably like, okay, this sucks. I don't want to do it again. Second time probably sucks just as bad. The 10th time, not so bad, right? You're used to it now. The 20th time, your body's starting to adapt to the mile. It understands the energy it's going to require, understands you know how long it's going to take you. The 30th time, this is easy. You keep doing it at the same pace every single time. Progression is now taking it to that next level. Can we improve on something over the course of time? Not every time, but over the course of time. So for example, how do you improve running a mile? Well, there's a hundred ways you can improve. One, you can make it harder by running faster. You can run for longer. So go more than a mile. You can do, um, you can increase the incline of yeah. the mile. So there's a hundred different ways. You can decrease rest periods in between, you know, if you go to, go to a specific exercise, you could decrease rest periods with exercises. Like there's different, a hundred different ways to make things harder. Most people stick with i'm gonna do 10 push-ups and then 10 push-ups and then 10 push-ups but eventually your body gets used to it and i'm not and i'm not saying by the way you shouldn't do that if it's all you can do but if you're looking to achieve more results and more success and, and continue further progression is key finding a way to make things improve over time by improve i mean make it a little bit harder do a little bit more every single time in your workout just a little a, a smidge more if you do an hour workout there's got to be one minute in that workout that can be slightly harder i know for me for example i was actually just working out um this morning and um i was doing planks which is everyone's favorite exercise and i was doing it for three sets of 45 seconds like full intensity and i was like hey this week i'm going to do two sets of 45 seconds and one set of 47 seconds, a two, a two second improvement. But what happens if I do that next time? And then next time, and then next time, I'm going to start seeing the time go up on how long I can do it. And that's progression over time. So number two is progression of my three fundamentals. And the last one is patience. Uh, that's the lifestyle aspect of this. It's patience. Look, like Rome wasn't built in a day. Your body's not built in a day. In fact, if you're in your forties, let's say you've probably spent the last 20 years, not taking care of your body and to expect it to get better in a day, in a month, maybe even six months or a year is a little unrealistic. So patience, understanding that the actions that you're taking along the way are going to yield the result. Your goal is to focus on the process and not weigh yourself every day, not look in the mirror every single day, to, you know, maybe once a month, right? Take some pictures, do progress pictures over time, something like that. But consistency, progression, and patience I would be my three fundamentals to fitness. And to really, if you want to see results, if you want to see success, those are the three main things I shoot for when I'm working with people. So, you know, a lot of people, including me, tend to think of working out as a chore more than a lifestyle, right? How do we, sh how do we shift our mindset a little bit? You know, cause I love, I love sports. Like for me going to play basketball is not a chore. I love Easy. it. It's like my church, right? I love it. I, I'm drawn to it, but it wasn't, it's not the same thing with the gym. It's, it feels more like a <laughs> chore, like something that loves something that I don't want to do, but I have to do. Yeah, it's, this is tough. So, I mean, 
I don't have, you know, I'm not, I'm not a guru. I'm not, I don't have a crystal ball exactly how to turn, you know, something that is kind of this thing of, oh, I have to go to the gym into something that's a lot more, um, a lot more fun. I'm not sure there is necessarily a way to do that. But what I can say is, you know, when you build the daily habits, things start to just kind of happen. For example, when I live in Chicago, uh, for, for those who don't know where that is, but Midwest United States, it's crazy cold here in the winter. We're getting, we'll probably get down to negative 20 degrees this winter with wind chill. And there's nothing about that, that I want to wake up at five in the morning, uh, put, find my clothes in the dark, walk 10 minutes to the gym in the freezing cold wind, piercing your face, and then taking 15 minutes to warm up at the gym. There's no motivation in that that's a chore, but when you turn that chore into a lifestyle and you create that habit, then it becomes a little bit easier to at least just do it. You might not be happy about it, but at least you do it. So how do you do that? That's that's the question, right? How do you I get myself out of bed? How do I get myself to push myself forward uh, in those situations where I don't want to? So there's a couple of different ways. Uh, I've personally done it, and hopefully maybe it works for other people, is one, I, and this might be a little controversial, I think looking at your goal. So number one, what's your reason why? Why do you want to go to the gym? Is it aesthetics? Is it health? Is it family history? Is it you want to impress the girl or guy next door and you want to look good? Whatever the reason is, right? Figure out what your goal is. And then really systematically iron out what that goal is going to be. And then what's your reason why? All right. That, that is a huge part. Your reason why is what's going to get you out of bed because that why becomes a visceral emotional reaction. If you have, you know, get out a piece of paper, right? Get a pen, right? Fill the page. How, why do you want to do this? Why? And that's how you turn it from a chore to a lifestyle. Because when you focus on your reason why you're focusing on the process, you're focusing instead of like the results of, okay, I need to, I need to lose 20 pounds right now. You're focusing on, okay, how can I become the person that lives through these why? So if it's, you know, I want six pack. I want this. I want this, 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 this. You read that every day. Well, that's that's a strong indicator that you're going to start doing it over and over because you're reminding yourself, hey, this is important to me. And I would say the controversial part is something I do that I, that I find very powerful is I focus on regret and fear a lot versus what I want. So what do I not want? What do I not want? Well, I don't want to be fat and out of shape, not to be me. I, I don't want that for myself. I have, I have like an irrational fear of it. Um, I don't want the, I don't want to, um, you know, I don't want to live in my seventies, eighties and nineties, even my hundreds out of shape. I don't want, I want to be able to be independent. I want to live on my own. I don't want to be someone that needs taken care of, or at least as little as possible. I fear those things. I fear the future if I don't take care of my body now. So I use that as an indicator, okay, I don't have to like what I'm doing necessarily every day, but I can I can use that and turn it into habits, which then turns into a lifestyle. So I'm going to keep right. doing it over and over again because I don't want to go into it. Now, some people don't like using fear. I get that. Uh, that's why I kind of gave two different examples, one from the positive end, one from the negative end. But I think those are two really powerful things that I've taught people. And some love one or the other. There's no right or wrong. Some people yeah. love you know different things. And I think those are some ways I would turn it from a chore to a lifestyle. When you dive deep, get into your emotions, figure out your why, or figure out the guilt and regret that you don't want, I think those are two right. very powerful ways that can motivate you and create discipline so that you can you know, continue to do fitness. Now, to make it fun, just to, to hit that point – do things that are fun. Like, what do you like yeah. to do? Do you like basketball? Do you like, do you like running? Yeah. Do you, if, if you hate running, don't run, don't do yeah. it. Don't run. Yeah. If you 
hate weightlifting, what about it do you hate? Are there different ways that we can do it? If you hate cardio, do you know what cardio actually is? What about jump? What about jumping jacks? What about mountain climbers? Like there's different yeah. things you can do. So I would yeah. also identify things you like and things you don't like, and then start with some of the things that you do like and start building that routine as well. So that would be another, just to hit on that, uh, the, you know, yeah. liking aspect of it. Cause I and, do like, and, I do like it. So. And I mean, to your point there, there's a few other suggestions that I would have, obviously. So yeah. for me, it's like, when I don't, when I, it's hard to get to the gym, but once I'm done at the gym, I'm glad I went because I feel better. I have a more productive day, 100%. and and it and I when I create that routine, I'm just I'm I'm a happier person, right? So what I try to do is like you and make it more convenient to get to the gym. Like I'll I'll go to sleep with my gym clothes on, so Ooh, then it's yeah. easier just to just go in the gym and I shower. Obviously, liking your gym and liking like the atmosphere and come and another thing, maybe combining things that you like doing. Like I, I, I noticed the other the, a guy at the other gym the other day, he was on the treadmill playing solitaire. It's like, well, why not combine two things that you like doing, like maybe watching a show and being on the treadmill or listening to a book is which is what I do um, when I'm at the gym or listening to good music just to get yourself going. And it's really creating that psyche, right? Just like you know, building the enthusiasm around it. And it, it's really perspective, right? Like, because some people love going to the gym, some people think of it as a chore. It's like, it's all just like shifting your mindset. And you talk, and you talked about, you know, being 20 under in Chicago. Well, I was, I was with a bunch of guys where we were playing poker outdoors yesterday. And we were, they were complaining because it was 60 degrees outside. <laughs> yeah. And like, you guys would kill for that. Like you'd be in shorts outside. <laughs> it was 60 degrees. It'd be so amazing. Perspective yeah. is that for everything is everything. A hundred. It's, it's everything. I like what you said. Like, like if you like to watch a TV show, like go do it while you're walking on the treadmill or are you on the elliptical or bike? Like that's a great way to kind of combine two things. Also, you're not wasting as much time, right? Like you're not killing right. 30 minutes watching a show. You're doing it while you're at the gym, which right. is already downtime. So that's a great, I love that. I think it's a great thing. I see people play solitaire all the time yeah. at the gym, which is it's, it's interesting <laughs> that solitaire is like the thing to do. So no, I, I like that a lot. That's great. So one thing I got to ask you, and like I, you know, I have some friends that are in good shape and friends that are not in good shape. So, once you hit your goals, once you're at that level where you want to be, you have the, you have, you look great, you feel great. How do you keep it going? You know, how do mm. you, what's, what's, you know, how do you get inspired to keep it going? That's a great question. I don't, you know, and if I had the crystal ball answer, I'd, I'd 100% tell everyone because if you think about it, right, if you take a step back, right, let's say I want to lose 20 pounds, I put all this work in. And it doesn't matter what the goal is. We'll use 20 pounds. I put all this work. I put in three months of work to lose 20 pounds. Okay. I do it. I'm working every day. I'm not having the cake. I'm not doing this. And then I actually hit my goal. And what happens most of the time? So I think we have to talk about what happens most of the time when you hit your goal is that we are, I, for the most part, I believe we are wildly underimpressed. It is like an anticlimactic finish. It's like hitting mile marker one on the highway. Like, oh, what's going to happen? It's like nothing happens. It goes to 500 on the next highway. Like nothing <laughs> happens. It's very yeah. similar to hitting the goal because we were so myopically focused on hitting this goal because we thought. So what we did was we attached a belief and a, a vision of what we would be or who we would be once we achieve the 20 pound loss, once we gain five pounds of muscle, once I bench press 225, whatever it is, we attach, okay, I'm gonna be this person once I achieve this goal. And what actually happens is you achieve the goal and now because you were so, everything that you built, the habits, the routine, the, the motivation was all built around achieving this one goal. Number one, when it's done, it is 
very easy. In fact, it probably happens more often is that you kind of fall back into old habits. I achieved the goal. I'm going to go celebrate. Oh my God, my friends are having cake today. Well, you know what? I've been so good. I lost my weight. I'm going to have that piece of cake. And next thing you know, one month later, you're up 10 pounds. And you're like, how did this happen? So, and then if you do achieve the goal and you're like, what's next? This is where you have to kind of create the mental shift. Most people would say, okay, what's the next goal? Because I haven't achieved what I actually physically or mentally want to achieve yet. So what actually, so I thought it was 20 pounds. It's really 40 pounds. I got to lose another 20. And they always kind of goal stack, which I find to be very exhausting um, to do as like the primary mover. But so what I try and get people to do, and this is my method of doing it. And this is why lifestyle is so important. I ask myself the question, okay, what would... And we'll use weight loss as the example. You know, what would the 40 pound lighter version of me do in this situation? I asked myself that. What would the 40 pound lighter version of me do in this situation? And then I'm able to kind of come up with an answer. Okay, they would continue on doing X, Y, and Z. So I create, so almost it's almost like an objective than the goal. My objective is to live a healthy lifestyle for various reasons. The goal is to lose 40 pounds. So once I hit that goal, all right. I, that's not the final thing. There's an objective ahead of it. So that's just part of the whole story. So what I recommend people do is, and I know this is going to sound terrible, is you got to fall in love with being healthy. You have to understand the value of, you don't need to be a gym rat. You don't need to be this crazy, heavy lifting, crazy person doing all this stuff. But if you work out three times a week for an hour, like, and just, and just get your body sweating, get your body moving, fall in love with making yourself a healthy person. And then part of that is I want to lose 20 pounds. Part of that is I want to gain some muscle. Part of that is X, Y, and Z. So once you hit the goal, that's just a subset of the overall objective of living a healthier life. Because then when you're done, it goes, okay, I did that part of my objective, but the objective hasn't changed. I still want to live a healthier life. So either I can add a subset goal, which is a little bit different than goal stacking to just keep pushing, or you say, okay, awesome. I can coast. I can keep doing the same things now, and I can maintain my level, and I can just go and keep doing it. So now you've built the habits from a different perspective than a, if I hit 20 pounds, I'm going to be this, 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 and this. Because then once you hit it, you're going to quit. But if your objective is I want to live a healthy lifestyle, and then the goal underneath that is I want to lose 20 pounds as a part of the healthy lifestyle, you're much more likely to continue on indefinitely, which is what I try to teach people, which again, that's a hard mental shift to get into because it's like, we what we want is I want, I don't want to go to the gym forever. I want to go to the gym for, for four months and be done. And I want everything to be perfect, but that's just not how it works. And that's not how anything works, right? Like once you get promoted, you don't just get the higher paycheck and then you're done. You have to work harder. You, you have to do more with it. When you start investing, you don't invest one time. You invest monthly or weekly or whatever it is. Like you keep doing it. The same is true with your fitness. You have to keep doing it regardless of if you've achieved or not achieved the goal. Right. So talk to me about the relationship of diet and exercise. Like I have heard people say, Oh, it's it's completely hundred percent about diet, like losing weight and being healthy. It's just diet. And then I've heard people, well, you know, you need that balance between diet and fitness. What what's the psychology of that? So I would say, so first off, diet is probably eighty percent of the battle. All right, and uh, if you're trying to like get, let's say, lose weight, diet is overall more important in the weight loss category and eating healthy whole foods is also extraordinarily important. 
at the same time, obviously of that weight loss goal, fitness is closer to that 20% of it. But, uh, but from an overall health perspective, they're pretty much equal. And I would, I, I, they're pretty equal because building, building skeletal muscle mass has been shown to really create a higher level of quality of life for longevity purposes. So when you get older and you have muscle mass, you're less likely to fall. You're less likely to break your bones. You're less, you know, all these different things. So I would say that they're, they're relatively equal in scale. Like you need both one without the other. If you actually think about it from a math equation, right? Let's say, let's say diet's about 80% of losing weight and fitness is 20%. If you are absolutely 100% perfect on your diet, which I'm not sure anyone ever is, that's only a B minus that's 80%. And if you're trying to have a six pack, 80% is not going to cut it. You got to get closer to 95%. So you need to get right. that 15%. So it's it's all about kind of, you know, I, that's a, kind of a little mental trick I use. I go, okay, well, I was good yeah. with my diet. I'm like, yeah, but I'm only at like 60% this week. So I probably should like push that up and do a little better. I think I kind of do it from a math perspective there. The psychology of it, I think uh, from a different perspective is people tend to think of the diet from a from a fad perspective, if that, if that kind of makes sense. So people are looking for what is the golden goose of diets so that I can see results. What is the golden goose of workout programs so that I can see results. And I think that is a very inefficient way of looking at it from a, from a mental perspective. Cause what we, what do we want? We want instant gratification. We want to make sure we're doing it right. We want to succeed quickly. And in, in wanting that we're very impulsive and emotional and because of that, we say, okay, I'm going to try, I'm not bashing any particular diet, but I'm the first one that came to mind, keto. I'm going to try keto yeah. and you do it. And maybe you see results. What happens when you stop doing keto? You gain you're, the weight. You're, you're, you're <laughs> most, not everyone. I mean, I didn't get, most. I did keto. I didn't get, but if you don't, if you don't stop it the right way, right. gain all the weight back. All right. And most people have a very much a trouble doing that. So I recommend from a, just from a psychological perspective, I'm not a psychologist, but just from a mental perspective of I would worry less, significantly worry less about what diet you're on and what workout program you're doing. I actually think it actually is very in, not insignificant, but much less significant than we give it credit for. Because how many diets are out there? 100, 200? How many fitness programs are out there? A million. And they, half of them, half the people love them. Half the people hate them, which what that tells me is that it, it absolutely works for the for a very specific type of person and it doesn't work for the other type of person so what does that mean it means that what the real result comes from is consistency the real result is just go and do it go and yeah. figure out what works for you i know i for example i don't use any of those diets and i create my own workout programs i have that knowledge to do so but just go do it i eat a whole healthy diet basically just whole foods you know uh, don't have as much processed foods and be flexible if i want to have carbs i'm gonna have carbs if I want to have yeah. meat, I'm gonna have meat. If I want, if I don't want meat, I won't have meat. And I'm very flexible, and it's healthy. It's, you know, I'm not having processed food all the time. Same with the workout program. If you just focus on hitting all your muscles and progressing over time, that's a you're gonna see results. And so I think the specific plans, the specific diets, are much less valuable um, than we give them credit for. But we hone in so specifically on those plans that eventually what happens is we do it. We maybe succeed, and then we 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 revert back to the medium, uh, the the mean, because we stopped doing their specific plan, and we stopped paying for their specific product, and that is a it, it takes a toll, right? Because you put all this work in, and now you're not paying for their smoothies anymore, or their shakes anymore, and now you start seeing the weight gain again, and now you're like back to square one. You're like, oh my gosh, I didn't learn a single thing, I don't know anything, and now I feel like crap again, and maybe I should just give up. 
And that's kind of what happens when you when you rely on external factors for an internal purpose. Yeah. And that you're absolutely right. It's it's all about building a lifestyle, you know. Yeah. Quick diets don't work. And same thing with fitness. It, it has to be a lifestyle. It has to be something we're consistent at and we keep progressing, like you said, and go through all those those steps, the main steps to achieve our fitness goals. For for me, um, when it comes to diet, what really works is understanding, being aware. Like before I put this piece of cake in my mouth, I realized, okay, after I eat this, how am I going to feel? Like what is it going to do to me? And understanding that being aware prevents me from eating it, right? So that Ooh. having that conscious awareness of what we what I put in my body and, and what I want to get out of my body, right? Like, so building that lifestyle, it, it takes time. It's, it, it, it's hard. It's, it's not easy because we will go through stresses in life and there's certain things and certain moments in our lives where we're just like, I guess we turn to food for therapy, a way to make us feel better. Yeah. Um, but you know, and there might be underlining issues that we need to to tackle. But when we build that lifestyle, we build that build that habit. It really helps us kind of maintain those fitness goals and and have the best life. Well, and one thing that you that was very profound, actually, I think that we should reiterate is that you, when you said about you're about to eat the piece of cake, and you realize, okay, what's this going to do to me? Well, I'm probably going to have a little bit of energy right now, and then in 20 minutes, I'm going to be lethargic, annoyed, tired, even maybe even more depressed because the way it treats your body. Right. That right there is becoming the master of your own health. It's you have you have some knowledge base and kind of what this food might do to you because it's based on trial and error, what it may be research, right. the more you can learn. And it's all out there. It's all it's all there. It's just, there's a very there's very few things in life that are very kind of a direct one-to-one path and fitness is one of them and we still are have a hard time with it for some reason uh is like become the master, like under, like if you do a little bit of research and you just kind of go on YouTube and look at five minute videos of what to eat, what not to eat, here are the best foods or best workout programs. And you start to gain a knowledge base, then you're going to start to create that lifestyle because then as you're more knowledgeable, what happens? You're more confident. You're going to want to implement some of these things and you're going to keep going over and over again. So I think learning what you like don't like and what affects you in a certain way is so powerful and i think that was worth reiterating because if you if you, the more knowledge you get the more you learn the more likely you are to stay with it long term absolutely listen listening to our bodies that's what it comes yeah. down to like getting that information and then just really listening to they they our body will tell us how we're feeling especially you know like for me i started working out consistently i have less pains and aches i'm able to like i perform better in my ba playing basketball it's like yeah all this is it compounds right we've talked about it it's it takes work it takes time patience all those things that you said were were, were very valuable as well um so what it i mean what it does it one question I'm going to ask you is like, uh, I think it's very important because Life Pro podcast is about building a better life. Do you, do you, how strongly do you feel that fitness is the key to a better life? I mean, you know, is it the key? You know, no, I don't think there's the key, but is, is it a key? I think there's probably like five keys to life. And I bet you fitness and nutrition are, one, you know, in the top five of those right. five keys. I mean, they, they, it's, I mean, look at just, Go to the gym once, right? Work out for 20 minutes, sweat a little bit and see how you feel, right? The amount of dopamine that you get, the amount of just how your body reacts, how healthy you become, like that alone is basically evidence that how powerful fitness is and getting a good sweat, even playing basketball, right? Just doing that, like that, that's exercise. I would say it is the top five up there with like sleep isn't probably another one. Uh, fulfillment is another one, but I, yeah. but fitness and nutrition have got to be in there. Uh, yeah. at least in my mind of like, if you're, if you, uh, the more 
in shape you are, or at least the, I should say the healthier you are, I, I would wager to say the happier you probably are and the yeah. more fulfilled you probably are with your life overall. And so I would yeah. say they're very important keys. Yeah, I think you forgot hydration. I, I think that's one thing. I, uh, I, I say it's nutrition. I'll put that, I'll put that nutrition. <laughs> All right, cool, I'll, cool. Nutrition, yeah, yeah. Well, so uh, I ask th- these three questions to every guest I've had. Um, next question is, what do you want to teach the world? Does not have to be related to the topic. What do I want to teach the world? Uh, wow, that's a great question. Um, I want to teach the world that perspective is everything i think and so the law of polarity is something i really kind of hone into and the law of attraction so i'm really big on those two laws and what yeah. those are for your audience real quickly is the law of polarity is that nothing is good nor bad it just is and our reactions and perceptions to the situation create the negative and positive and so if, if someone sees a red light someone might have a positive reaction because then they can check their phone for messages someone might have a negative reaction because they're running late for work same uh, same situation different experience we we give the experience uh the we give the experience the meaning behind it and i think learning how to control that and uh you know perceiving that is super important and then the law of attraction also known as the law of vibration basically if you put out positive energy more positive things are going to come to you it's a little woo woo and i understand that but yeah. I, I i have seen it in action it's kind of crazy how it does work so you know if you live in a world or an attitude of gratitude and appreciation you are going to live a happier and much more fulfilled life and gratitude can come in many forms and think of i'm happy i have all 10 fingers i'm happy i don't wake up in pain i'm happy that i can you know i have a roof over my head today which again like a lot of these things some people don't have and so being grateful for what you do have versus always chasing and being ungrateful for what you don't have is a huge perceptual shift and I think living in that gratitude mindset is something that people need to be more aware of because I think that plays a massive role in their fitness, their health, and living a much happier life or much more fulfilled life. In every aspect of life. Yeah, yeah everything. I 100% subscribe to that. And the, the older I get, the more people I talk to and the more guests I have, everybody affirms that same thing. And the most successful people in life, the most happy people in life have subscribed to that mentality of positive manifestations and affirmations and just, you know, listening to their intuition and, and kind of that law of polarity, a hundred percent subscribe to it. And I, I, I appreciate you bringing that up. Um, was there a uh, book that might've stood out in your life that might've changed the trajectory of your life or really made an impression on you? I would say the book that got me started. So there's been a lot of books, a lot of great books. Can't you know possibly name them all. But the one that got me started, so that one is called Mindset by Carol Dweck. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of made me realize that I was in the wrong area. I was like, oh, like I am, I am. So she talks about fixed versus growth mindset. And I was definitely closer to a fixed mindset at the time. So yeah. I had to kind of reshift my entire kind of focus and everything like that. Um, so I think that was a book that really kind of got me changed the trajectory. I didn't know it at the time, but it definitely overall, if you look back, looking back in hindsight, it definitely changed the tra- yeah. trajectory of where I was going. Yeah. And we talk about that a lot is, uh, you know, reading the right book at the right time. It's kind of like rung a bell for you. And it just kind of like changed the, your whole trajectory of your life. And I think you know, books are so, so powerful like that. So I love that question. I love getting, you know, everybody's has a different book and it's great. So, and I, I try to read a lot of them that I get uh, recommended. So I thank you for that suggestion. So last question is uh, how can people follow you or get in touch with you? 
That's a great question. Best question. Uh, no, it's so I do have a podcast, uh, The Power of Progress, Mindset, Motion, Momentum. And basically the concept is where fitness meets mindset is what I talk about all the time. So more about the habits and things like that versus just the specific diets. That's on Spotify, Apple Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram, which is Scott Friedman24, uh, where I do a lot more like video content and a lot more short form content than the podcast. Other than that, the website is uh, scottspeaksfitness.com. So you can always reach out to me there. And uh, yeah, those would be, the, I guess, the main ways to uh, to find me. Awesome. I look forward to subscribing to your podcast as well and following your journey. And I remind everybody, like, follow, and share. Scott, I had so much fun today. And uh, thank you for inspiring me and uh, you know lifting me, lifting my mindset. And, and hopefully I could I could improve my life with all the everything I've learned from you today. No, but I appreciate you allowing me the, the chance to be on the show and uh, having a great conversation. I thank you. Awesome. Take care.